We're going to be in Isaiah. The boys going downstairs? All right, we're going to have the kids downstairs. The kids class. And we are going to be in Isaiah tonight. Isaiah chapter 48. Pray for the kitchen. The kitchen has been on hold. That's why uh, we're waiting for the um, fire suppression company. They, have a, they had to order some parts. They're coming next Wednesday. They should have everything done by then. So we'll get things back rolling. We're going to do another work project day uh, to, to complete everything. So... Keep that in mind, guys, uh, if you're able to help with that. I know Brother Louie's already ready. <laughs> Brother Paul, Justin, who else we got? Brother Johnny, let me see. Brother Chris, Brother Chris helped us carry the appliances in. Those things were, those were heavy. Isaiah 48. Let's look in verse 12. The Bible says, Hearken unto me, O Jacob and Israel, my called. I am he. I am the first. I also am the last. Mine hand also hath laid the foundation of the earth, and my right hand hath spanned the heavens. They're still trying to study the stars. Amen. Amen. And the Lord, He made space and, and, and all that we see up there instantly. And He made the stars also. It was no big deal for the Lord. And it's the most studied thing today is just outer space. And they can only study little glimpses of it. And the Lord just instantly made it. Verse 14, All ye assemble yourselves and hear, which among them hath declared these things. The Lord hath loved him and will do his pleasure on Babylon and his arm shall be on the Chaldeans. I even I have spoken, yea, I have called him, I have brought him, and he shall make his way prosperous. Come ye near unto me, hear ye this. I have not spoken in secret from the beginning. From the time that it was, there am I. And now the Lord God and his Spirit have sent me. Amen. This is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, let's open in prayer. Father, thank you uh, for your word. Thank you for uh, Isaiah, Lord, uh, the, the writing here, Lord, that was forever settled in heaven. And thank you for, uh, Lord, it, it wasn't a mystery. You spoke from the beginning that you are him. You are the one that's going to come. You are the first and the last. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Thank you, Lord, for the way you wrote your word to us so we can understand it. And I pray, Lord, you'll help us, give us ears to hear, eyes to see. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible says, hearken, hearken, uh, hear. Take heed, hearken, hearken. Uh, to take, take ear, all that will hear. The Lord, He always said, you have ears, but you hear not. Eyes, but you see not. And we, we think we know where we're at with the Lord, but oftentimes uh, we're not where we should be uh, at that moment. And God has much more for us always. And we're never going to measure up to even our own standards, Amen. Uh, but we always need to have soft hearts to get back to the Lord 
uh, when we do stray and to get back and know the place where we need to be, a mile marker, at least you know if you stray off, you need to get back to this point. And that's where I'm at in my life. I know it, it, I know I should be leading people to Christ. And if I veer off that, I know I'm not on the right path. I need to get back to that. I know I need to be praying. If I'm not praying, I know I'm off. Uh, but uh, so, some of us would say, oh, well, I'm not praying, but it's okay. Well, you're, you're in worse shape because you think it's okay. Amen? Uh, we all stray, but you need to at least have those mile markers so you can get back and get back going again for the Lord. Uh, if you're not reading your Bible, you know you should be. You ought to know you should be. And that ought to be a mile marker in your life uh, so you can get back to reading the Bible again. And you need to have that ear to hear uh, and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading to bring you back. Now, none of us are always going to be all that. We say all that in a bag of chips, right? Uh, none of us are going to be that. But uh, the Lord is for, uh, he's that for us. That's why we look to him. And a people that look to Christ, you're going to do okay. A people that look to Christ uh, will be fruitful. And he has got to be our ultimate goal every single day. Lord, I'm not all that, but you are. Help me. And sometimes our greatest prayer is, Lord, help me. That's it. If those words you could pray in your, in your deepest despair, uh, he's going to help you. Amen? Uh, sometimes you're, you just keep your head above water. Lord, help me. Save me. He'll save you. He'll deliver you out of your troubles. That's what he does. He's a good God. And you know, and he dive into Psalms. And God is always faithful. He, you won't be the first Christian to say, God let me down. There never anyone on earth could ever say that God let him down. Nobody could say that. Because when you prove God, and God says test him, when you prove him, he will be faithful at his word. He always will be. And not only just faithful at his word, but he's merciful. He's a merciful God. He takes pity on people. He has compassion. And mercy's there because we don't deserve his faithfulness. Uh, that, that one verse always st stuns me. Uh, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. What's that have to do with God being faithful to forgive me? He doesn't have to forgive me. God is still faithful even if he doesn't forgive me, he doesn't, he's not required to forgive us. He's not required to love us. He's not required to bless us. But yet he does. And we're the ones who take advantage of that uh, often, too many times, and overlook how good God is in our life. And God, we serve a good God. Amen? And the Bible says, hearken unto me. Hearken. Hearken. Take ear. Have eyes that see. We know that oftentimes we're going to turn our back on God. We're going to stray. But at least keep a sensitive heart. At least have a tender a heart to get back to where you should be. Don't ever assume you're right. The Bible says if, if, if you say you have no sin, you deceive yourselves. And the truth is not in you. Truth is not in you. You got to call it what it is. If you're in sin, you're in sin. You need to get it right and get back to God. Don't make excuses why your sin is okay. I found out uh, you, you can excuse that the lie you tell is all right. But if you have to stumble over your words and prove to yourself that it's all right, then you know you're in sin, amen? 
If you have to, if you have to prove that it's okay, you, you know it's not okay. The truth screams out. It's a light. You don't have to try to prove that the darkness is light. It's not light. Light is light and darkness is darkness. There's no middle ground, amen? Uh, it is what it is. The, the Bible says that the darkness comprehends not the light. It doesn't understand it. As immediately the light turns on, darkness is gone. They don't mix. They never blend. It's oil and water. They, they completely separate. There's no mixture of light and darkness. There's no such thing. Light uh, repels darkness. Darkness leaves. Darkness is its own entity. Before light, there was darkness. Man, and God, but God created light. We need to have ears to hear. We need to hearken. Hearken. Hearken to who? He says, I am he. Who are you? I'm the first. Jesus is the first. You can't go anywhere in life without Christ. You're not going to go anywhere in life without Jesus. So why do we try to? You got to get that established in your heart. You're not going to be blessed. There was times where I forsook the Lord for the sake of a business opportunity. How do you think that business opportunity went? And even if it went well financially, the Bible says that he'll do something. He sends a leanness to your soul. Even though they ate the manna, even though God sent it, he said, fine, I'll give you what you're looking for. But my peace is not with you. My blessing's not with you. You got what your heart wanted, but the leanness to your soul is there. And that you can never fill. That leanness. And you know what I'm talking about. Anytime you go around the Lord, you're going to have that leanness. But wherever the Bible says we are complete in Jesus, who is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. You want to have a complete life, you got to start out. He's the first. You got to start out uh, with the Lord. If you start out wrong, how are you going to end? It's simple. I remember I was in construction, and if we didn't fix the, let's say the floor, it wasn't level, oh, well, that was there. It was like that before. So you go ahead and put a, whatever, a sink, and the sink is like this. Well, that's not our fault. That, it was like the floor is like, that's your problem, right? And no matter what you do, it's always somebody else's problem. I didn't do that. That's not my fault. Well, you put the sink. The sink's crooked. No, it's the floor. The floor is crooked. Well, why didn't you fix the floor? Well, you're not paying for it to fix the floor. Well, you didn't tell me I needed the floor fixed. I just want a sink. And so on and so forth, right? And that's how we all are. We always put the blame on everybody else. But if you're not going to start out right, the end is not going to come out right. Like it should. Like God intended. But listen, Jesus is the first. You got to start out with Jesus. If you want your life to be complete, there's no way around it. There's no way around it. You got to put him first. If you want uh, the ideal family, you've got to put Jesus first. 
We are living in a mess. And you say, well, I know people who uh, they don't they don't they're not saved people and, and their family seems pretty good. Oh, yeah. If that's what you think, then you are way off. I'm in homes every day. They have an outside picture, but inside their graveyard. There is no one, and God will make sure of it, that people are empty without him. You cannot end or even move forward without the Lord Jesus Christ. You are living an empty uh, life without the Lord. He is the first. You, st- you want to start anything, you got to start it with Jesus. Start your day with Jesus. Start your week with Jesus. Come Sunday, amen? Sunday, the Lord's Day. I don't even like saying Sunday anymore. It's the Lord's Day. Start it with Jesus. And that's what we all do in here. We start it with Jesus. Uh, but it, it's got to be a heart thing. He's the first. Who are you? I am he. Hearken unto me. I am he. I'm the first. You want, you want more in your life, you got to start with Jesus. You got to start it with Jesus. You can't do, you can't get anywhere without him. He's the first. You can't start anything without him. He's the first. The Bible says he's also the last. I also am the last. That means he's going to be with you to the end. That means when everything is finished, he's going to be there. He's the beginning and he's the end. He's the alpha and the omega. He's going to see you through. You're going to be all right. You're going to make it when you start with Jesus. He's the beginning and the end. That's our God. Verse 16. Come. Come. That's an invitation. Come. Come where? Come you near unto me. This is the Lord. He's a personal God. Don't let your relationship with God be far. He's not a far God. He was in the garden with Adam and Eve. He didn't create Adam and Eve and leave them. He talked with them. He had fellowship. Jesus said uh, in Revelation 3, 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If you open that door, I will come in and sup, means drink with him and he with me. Fellowship, to sit down and have fellowship. That's what the Lord wants to do with you, with me. Come ye near unto me, come. It's an invitation to come. Come near, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. That's an absolute promise from God. Everything is in place for you uh, to be 100% uh, filled in your life. Everything is in place for you to be 100% protected in your life. Everything is in place for you to be 100% blessed in your life. All the riches of glory to be fulfilled to have no need, no worry, as he promised. 
but yet we still would rather turn our hearts away from God to go after what our flesh wants. Our flesh and our spirit, they're contrary, the Bible says. God has made it evident and known that it's his way or destruction. But oftentimes we'd rather dab into destruction, hoping, though, we could still have our walk with the Lord. But you can't. You can't. But at least you can still have those mile markers and say, this is where I need to get back to. And God, guess what? Guess what? God will always take you back. He always will. You mean God will take back an idolatrous person? Yeah. You mean God will take back somebody who turned their back on him? Oh, yeah. Always will. That's the God we serve. Why? Because he's also the last. It begins and ends with Christ. There, it's never too late. Sometimes it is when death comes. But it's never too late. If you're alive, it's never too late for Christ to get a hold of your life and do something with you. Amen? It'll be too late when you stand before him. But if you're alive, you're breathing, it's not too late. No matter what you did in the past, I don't care if you're in prison. Somebody watching something, they watch us in prison, Brother Rob, they have internet in prison. Maybe, maybe you're in prison, maybe you've done some horrible things. If you confess your sins, he's faithful and just, amen, to forgive your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And you can move forward, why? Because you have a cleansed conscience now. As if you've done nothing wrong, as if no weight is no longer in your life on your shoulders. Why? Because he took that weight on the cross. He nailed everything that was against you. He took it to the cross. And he washed it away. That's the God we serve. He's the beginning. He's the first and the last. Come. He has an invitation here for you to come. First to hear and then come. He calls out your name. Come. Come. Hearken. And then he says, come, come over here. Hey, you, come over, come over here. Come, come, where do you, Lord, where do you want me to go? Come close to me. I want you here with me. That sounds like love. You're lonely. Christ is calling you. Sounds like he's lonely. I say that in a respectful way. But he wants to share his riches and glory and communicate with you. Why? Because he wants to talk with you. I often wonder, is God lonely? We get attributes from God. Loneliness is not a sin. Our heart longs for love. So does God's. God, his want, though, is you. Our want is what? Sin, lusts, worldly things. We're some messed up people. But God's longing is you. His heart longs for you. He wants to be with you. He says, come near me. Come near. Come. Hear this. I have not spoken in secret from the beginning. Jesus is not a mystery. Amen? Jesus is the beginning and the end. From the time that it was, there am I. From the very beginning, Jesus was. He told the uh, Pharisees or scribes, whatever. He said, before Abraham was, I am. I am. Power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And now the Lord God and his spirit have sent me. Woo! Remember in the baptism of the Lord? The spirit of God 
Descend it like a dove on him. And then the voice from heaven. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And now the Lord God and his spirit have sent me. That was the earthly ministry of the Lord. Amen. When God, when the Lord Jesus Christ uh, started the ministry here on earth. Let's go to Matthew real quick. 11. Matthew 11. He says, hearken. Hearken to get your attention. And then come. Come over here. Matthew 11, verse 28. The Bible says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You speak to people out in the world, you can reiterate the same things. You're empty inside. There's nothing that can fulfill the emptiness in you. And they know exactly what you're talking about. The Word of God is truth. How, how can you cure that emptiness, the loneliness? Jesus, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. The world has no way of getting the burdens from their conscience, their shoulders, they have no way to get it off of them. So they go the rest of their life carrying it because they have to. But they don't have to. Jesus says, come. Come. Come unto me. He's the only one that can take that burden off of them. You know it. Tell them. Tell them. That burden has turned them into sometimes vicious people. What has God done for them? If God's so good, then why do bad things happen? It's that burden. Jesus can take that burden away. Come, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He says, learn of me. See, find out how good he is. You need to have a walk with the Savior. Be the Lord's friend. Fall in love with Jesus. Have those mile markers in your life that when you do stray, you at least know how to get back. If you have no mile marker, you'll be lost. The devil will get you turned around and lost before you know it. But at least you'll have a mile marker to say, I need to get back to that point again. I'm getting way too far. I remember when I was little, I got lost in the woods. So I'm just going to go down this trail. And I seen another trail, and I turned left. That was it. We, went, we were at a big state park. Next thing you know, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm getting a little far. I'm going to remember this tree over here. That tree I'll definitely remember because it's bigger and it has a root like this and, or a branch like that. This one has leaves over there. I'll definitely remember that one. The next one, the next one. Before you know it, I was completely lost. They say if you get lost in the woods, stay put. I started running. <laughs> I knew my way back. I started running. I was running the wrong direction too. 
I was getting more lost, more lost. Until I heard these voices. Somebody knew I was lost. I was lost for a little while. I heard voices screaming my name. And I just made my way back. I heard those voices. Phil! Phil! And I followed it. Come! Come. Jesus says, come. Find your way back. But if you don't have those mile markers with the Lord, you're not learning of Christ. You don't have a walk with the Lord. You're just lost in the woods. Jesus is always going to come find you. Come. Come unto me. He doesn't want you to be like that. Jesus is the first and he's the last. We're going to end in Isaiah Back to Isaiah again, and we'll close. Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43 this time. Forty-three verse ten. Isaiah 43, verse 10. The Bible says, Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me. That ye may know and believe me. And understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. He's the only God. Before him, there was no God. He's the first. There is no other God. What do you turn your heart to? What do you worship? What do you give your life to? We will have no problem. You say, I don't give my life to anybody but God. We have no problem giving our lives to a company. We'll give our life to a company, some company for 30 years for a paycheck. If God gave you a paycheck, would you give your life to him? No. It's a heart battle. Our heart turns aside from God for anything else. Our flesh is so wicked. you got to understand that. But Jesus still says, come. But he's the only God. Realize that. And if your heart turns to anything else, you got to get back to God only. Fully seeking him. Fully... Uh, Get on your knees before him. Lord, I'm sorry for turning my heart against you. Would you take me back? I'm an unprofitable servant. I was a prodigal son. Take me back, Lord. Look at verse 11. I, even I, am the Lord. Beside me there's no Savior. He's the only God. He's the only Savior. You look for ways out. You don't have to raise your hand, but I am. You ever feel such despair that you turn to sin to alleviate the despair in your life? How'd that work out? Did it take care of the pain? Did it help you? No. More emptiness, more sorrow, more despair. At first you thought it was better. But as a little time went on, he said, what am I doing? 
the devil trapped you. The only Savior is Christ. It's not the psychiatrists in the world. It's not the world's methods. That's why they always, every school year they have a new math. If they have a new math, you know they're messed up. The world's methods are, they don't even have a method. It's, it's new every month. Coming out with some new thing because of problems of yesterday's method. But if they just went to the Word of God, it would all fall in place again and work. Jesus is the only Savior. I have declared, verse 12, and have saved. If he saved you, he'll take care of you. And I have showed when there was no strange God among you, therefore ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Verse 13. Yea, before the day was I, am he. Yea, before the day was, I am he. And there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work, and who shall let it? He's the only deliverer. He will deliver you from whatever you're going through. You don't have to turn away from God to get something better. You don't have to turn from God to go after your heart's desires. He will take care of you. You got to remember, Jesus is the first and the last. Besides him, there is no God. He's the only God. He's the only Savior. He's the only deliverer. And when your heart does stray from him, I'm going to say when it does, because that's just who we are, at least have those mile markers of truth in your life and you know who to turn to. You're not turning to anyone else. You're not turning to the world. You're not turning to the devil. You're turning right back to Christ. The prodigal son knew who to go to when he was eating pig slop. Amen? At least have that Christian common sense that we know to get back to the Lord, the only true God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Get back to where we need to be, amen, when you fall down. And let him prevent you from falling as you're growing him. And let his mercy keep you, his grace sustain you, his strength enable you, his power to equip you, his love secure you, because that's the God we serve. And he says, come. Doesn't matter who you are, come, come. You're lost in the woods. Hear him say, come, come, come. Come ye, hearken unto me. I am he. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for just being true God, the true living God. And besides you, there is no other God. You are he. You are the one who came to save. You are the one who came to deliver. You are our only Savior. There is no one else, Lord. And although we turn our hearts away from you, although this world captivates, Lord, because of our wicked flesh, you understand. Lord, when you saved us, you saved sinners. You didn't save a holy people. You saved sinners. And, Lord, we're still sinners. And that will never change until we get to heaven. For then we shall see you. We will be like you, for we shall see you as you are. Lord, until that day, though, we have to struggle in this flesh, this body of sin. Lord, uh, I pray, Lord, you'll help us. Lord, learn of you how good you are, because we are not. And let anything that's good, Lord, let all the glory uh, go to you. For it is because of you, Lord, that we even get to be here tonight. 
Lord, because of you, we get to read our Bible. Because of you, we get to pray. Because of you, we get to talk to you. Lord, thank you for all the great things you've done for us. Help us all now to look to you in all that we do, Lord, and realize that you are the first and the last. Everything rises and falls on the Lord Jesus Christ. You are seated on your throne, and beside you there is no other God. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you come to the altar tonight? Would you stand? Let the Lord Jesus Christ, let him know you believe that he is the only true and living God. You tell him, Lord, besides you, there is no other God. Besides you, there's no one else. Lord, I'm a sinner, but I look to you. Lord, I fall short of your glory, but let all the glory go to you. I can never attain to your power, for I am powerless without you. Lord, the best I could do is just come to the cross. No offering I bring, but simply to the cross I claim. There's no one greater than you. There's no one more powerful than you. You are our God. You are he. There is no one else. Would you let him know that tonight? Would you tell him you love him? Would you tell him you believe in him? Despite of your shortcomings and downfalls, would you at least take the time and let the Lord Jesus Christ know how special he is to you? Would you thank him for saving you? Would you thank him for forgiving you? Would you say you're sorry for continuing just to sin? Would you say you're sorry for not measuring up to even your own standards? Would you say you're sorry for letting him down? Let him know that you're looking to him, that you need his power, you need his love to surround you, his loving arms to hold you. He said, Lord, I'm lonely in my life. I have an emptiness inside me still that I need to be filled. Would you spend some time with Christ so that emptiness inside could be filled? Would, are you able, are you in a position, are you close enough even in the woods for him to say, come, come on back, come. This is direction. This is the direction that you need to be headed. Everywhere else is lost, but come to me and I'll lead you out. Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden and that labor, and I will give you rest. I am he, I am the first and the last. Besides me, there is no other God. Besides me, there is no other Savior. Besides me, there is no other Deliverer. And although we fall short, at least know in your heart the truths of who Jesus is. Learn of me, he says. Learn of me. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly of heart. Learn of me. See how good he is. You can trust God in his word. That our Savior is the best Savior in this world. 
our Savior. There's no one else besides Him. That's our King. That's our Lord. And that's who we serve. Learn of Him. Take the time this week to learn of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. See how good He is. Come. 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 Come, all ye that are heavy laden and that labor. Come. Hearken. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word and the power thereof, Lord. You are too great for us, Lord. And if you stop today, there's nothing more we can say, Lord, but you are a great God. Lord, and if you stopped your blessings today, thank you for all the blessings of the past. We're so undeserving, and we don't deserve you, Lord. You're too good. You don't have to be, but you are. Lord, and as your people, I pray you just help us. Give us grace and strength to walk with you. Keep us close to you, that we may receive your love, joy, and blessing. Help us to be lights in this world. Lord, we pray for salvation for our family members, for our loved ones, for our neighbors. Pray you give us grace. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you. Uh, I'll see you Sunday, Lord willing. And uh, Sunday is Father's Day, amen. amen. Make sure you, you say happy Father's Day to your heavenly Father. Amen. He is our Father. So uh, God bless you. Make sure you have uh, get your stuff prepared for Father's Day, and we'll have a great Father's Day Sunday. God bless you.